Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast, where we explore how technology impacts, improves, and enables the customer experience that we all expect from businesses and organizations that we engage or work with. Don't worry, we'll only keep it to 20 minutes, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. Thanks very much. Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast with me, Gavin. And me, Steve. How are you doing this morning, Gavin? You all right? Yeah, good. Um, a bit of a change of pace for us this one, so I'm going to have a this and see how it pans out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what gives. Um, uh, we're so we're going to talk about GPT's new or OpenAI's new Chat GPT builder, so you can build your own GPT. Um, literally came out a couple of days ago. It was released um, at the end of last week. Um, so as we're recording, we're on the 13th today. It was just before the weekend. So we've uh, been playing with it over the weekend and having a little look and seeing what they've released. Um, and uh, I've made a few bots. Uh, how did you get on? Yeah, all right. I've, um, I've I've been doing a little bit of research in regards to the sort of like looking back at the launch when they made the announcement um, and yeah, trying to build some stuff. I've been trying to replicate um i've been trying to see if i can replicate some of the stuff that i was building off it beforehand so i've been playing yeah. around with actually building tools using OpenAI's backend and i was seeing if i could get the bots to do that for me um yeah, rather yeah. like do those elements or do that functionality i've had found some limitations in that um but also been looking at how my team have been using ChatGPT and seeing if rather than them having to send in multiple prompts to get something done actually yeah. building a gpt for them to be able to do that so they basically send so one of the things we've been looking at is um so we use it a lot for kind of marketing help basically yeah or marketing support for, for a blog post for example so one of the things we might do is one of our team will write a blog post in it's like can we get it to create a short summary or can it suggest yeah. some potential titles or can it create some hashtags for um, different social media platforms in order to make it easier or or can we break it into a series of tweets to then share that blog post in a slightly different way so rather than having yeah. a, us send in oh can you do this can you do this can you do this and doing it as individual prompts instead they can select the um, our marketing agent um, yeah. and say here here is the, here is the article um, can you get can you kind of help me out make it make it ready to share on social media and it'll automatically give you a summary um, it'll automatically give you um, some suggested titles, it'll automatically give you the hashtags you need to share and potentially even some share snippets. So in one, oh, in yeah. one fair sweep, it goes through that whole process and automatically gives you those things to be able to get started. So rather than having to kind of remember the different things in the way that you prompt it, it kind of does it all for you. Yeah, because uh, it's a pre-learned model, so it kind of understands what you what output it wants to provide you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've, pre, think, you've already pre-prompted it without having yeah. to take it cold down all the different um, uh, conversations to get yeah, out that's what the you wanted to get that out. That is the beauty of it. So if you've got, for example, if you, as an organisation, say you've got your own brand language, so you might be yeah. professional, you might be a little bit humorous, you can kind of add all those elements in to your kind of yeah. your agent. Um, and then they could basically create content in your brand. So some extent, create some elements of content in your brand voice. I already wouldn't recommend it for long form content, um, but just give you some ideas um, all in that yeah, kind yeah. of, to some extent in that brand voice, just kind of save you that, save you some of that time. But I think it's a case of 
I always think with these elements, it's using it as a, a guide, using it as a support, potentially using it as an editor rather than using it to like just create long, like, large chunks of content. Especially in a creative space, I suppose that's yeah. the that's the key. Um, I suppose really we should start from the beginning because uh, you've you've dived into oh I built this one. Oh no, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm like use cases, use cases. Look at it, How look at it, it's brilliant. Right, so for those that don't know where it is and what it is, um, number one, it's available for Chat Plus and Chat Enterprise only, so you have to pay for the Chat GPT account. So if you've got a free account, you won't be able to see any of this stuff. Um, and if you're then looking for it and you're in your chat GPT, uh, top left, there's a little um, button that says explore. And in there it gives you loads of little bots that uh, kind of they've spun up in the community and stuff like that. And uh, they're there at the moment that you can kind of use. So there's a mocktail mixology one and stuff like that, you know. So there's a few very, very useful ones, <laughs> you know um and uh quite a range actually and all sorts of stuff but in there at the top of the tree right at the top it says create your own my gpt so it's a my gpt is what you're kind of creating and that is the is is where you start and it's very straightforward to start this now the the power of this is that this is, and I think you kind of touched on it on your model, is it seems to be at the moment very much a, um, it's, it's, you can make it public facing and make it open to everybody, uh, but then distribute it through your channels and all that type of stuff that doesn't seem to be the facility this second and at this moment in time. Um, but it does have a, um, uh, the ability to build loads of internals. So if you've got a shared account, then you can all log into the same thing and look at your stuff. Um, you can make it public within GPT, but whether you'd want to go there or not is a different matter. You know, that'd be a bit awkward if you're trying to support a journey. Um, but what it does do very, very well is it builds it out without too much expertise. Um, uh, unless you want to integrate into your business, uh, then that's going to be a little bit more tricky. You know, there's API stuff to deal with and things like that. So, you know, you have to get, you have to tell it what your data is and things like that. So, <clears throat> um, a bit like you were mentioning before, the way that you'd start off is you start thinking about what it's going to do and pre-prompt it. So you just keep telling it what to do and it updates its models as, um, when I ask you for this, then you must give me this. And when I ask you for this, give me this, you know, all that type of stuff. And all that works really well. And and it's and it's all the um, natural language. It's pretty, it seems to get everything that you want it to do uh, without it too, being too mad. Um, and, uh, and also understands data pretty well. So I threw data at it. I didn't tell it what, what it was. I wanted to see what it was like without giving it a data dictionary and, and all the bits that you would kind of more formally give it. Um, and uh, managed to grab a, uh, a load of marine data, actually, from okay. the marine lab, labs that they put up. So it's from the um, universities, uh, like public data. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, marine species survey uh, uh big zipped data file um 
it was a blitz uh, survey so they did it on a day around I, th I think it was around the Yelm uh, so kind of Dan and Devon and they've done a few and what I was looking at was going okay what information could it come out of there I didn't even look at the data so I thought okay I'm going to go in totally cold here I'm going to just chuck it up and see what I see what's in there not going to open the files not even going to open the files I'm going to go completely blind to see what happens wow yeah. I know I know so I had an idea because I got, I got an idea what the day it was you know so it, it said oh we've done a survey of species and stuff like that and I thought okay all right well that's interesting let's see what it's got then and uh and, and all that type of stuff and I chuck it up into my marine explorer um bot which is what it it named it it made a logo for it and all that type of stuff which it does which was quite cool uh it made a horrible logo to start off with and I asked it to make a better one it did better <laughs> <laughs> do a better job <laughs> at least it's what not gonna be offended it's awful don't do that again <laughs> so it's so it something better with a little instruction um <laughs> but uh so i ended up with my marine explorer one and uh and basically what i've done is took that up didn't know what the day was in that apart from the summary for the where i got the open source data from and then um i kind of asked it a load of questions like well okay uh what's the what are the most common species that were found and it gave me stuff back which was like uh xantho hydrophilus was recorded <laughs> 18 times actinia equina was recorded 17 times and could um, you, so on, could you ask okay it to, could you ask it to send pictures in so if you're just right, like i well, have no idea what this thing is i have like, no idea show, show me some pictures well do you know what <laughs> so, I, mean, I actually have it open in front of me i'm reading a book it's better with pictures and <laughs> better with pictures well i i said after that because i went oh, i don't know what they are yeah exactly like that and i went okay can you give me the common names of the species please <laughs> so apparently a xanto hydrophilus is a yellow crab there you go like <laughs> instantly better but of course that it, I just get because what it's done then, of course, which is great for this example and and what to do, is I literally threw up a load of files, so you can add your data. So there's data sets you can add. Yeah. Threw the files up, and it went and got a load of uh, it, it ingested them. Uh, I tried to do a couple more different ones, just threw them all up again. Uh, it kind of didn't like the multiple data sets because the correlation between them was hard and yeah. it had well, had a bit of a fail and i'm not sure whether it was their side or the stuff i was chucking up so it was it it, it was a non-specific error so it was like a all right well, give us a clue why are you erring and i'm not sure there's a, a limit or to it or something but anyway um so i backed out and didn't save it and uh, and stayed with miss with my single data set for now um but it's it basically got all the data there and understood it and it categorized it which was really interesting so it got the semantics of what that is about you know the the kind of context of it 
And I thought, well, that's very easy and that's very straightforward. So I did the same with a, a, a conversation data. So because we obviously do we do chatbots and um, and so I thought, well, OK, let's analyze uh, analyze a month's worth of, of conversation data. And that was interesting. Again, brought, trying to get it to bring back certain bits, you know, what's the most popular subject and things like that. And those things, some of it it struggled with because it wouldn't get context from a load of messages. It wanted the full flow conversation. And that's not how the report came out that I had data that I had data for that I wanted to grab. So it's kind of trying to get that stuff. So it's still important that you have the right data in there. But it's pretty good at getting that together without you having to teach it too much, you know, and if you tell it's it what data you're putting out. Then that was one thing I was quite impressed with was what they hadn't done is just said build like build your build a GPT and giving you like build your own bot and giving you a space to put a title or a description and to put write your prompt in. Like you yeah. can do that if you want to. You can go in yeah. and go actually if you know exactly what you want, you can go in and write your prompt as to what you want. That like you can set it up, tell it what it is, and ask yeah. what you want to do. The beauty of the way what they've done is also they've given you the ability to use the to use ChatGPT to create your GPT, and I found that was quite interesting. Is the fact that you can literally set, go in and say, "What I want to do is create something that does X, Y, and Z." Yeah, and you can tell it what you want it to be, which to yeah. me is quite it was quite a, the fact that they're utilizing their own um, platform to do that. So those people who, who haven't got experience creating prompts, you can basically ask yeah. it to prompt for itself. Um, yeah. And you could potentially do the same thing by inputting your own data. If you're like, I'm not really sure how to phrase this in regards to how this data could be analysed, you basically yeah. you're going to be a data. I'm going to give you a file um, as a knowledge base. Um, you're going to be my researcher analyst. Um, you could potentially even add like a marketing comms person in there who's going to be. You could even probably spin it on its head and go, um, you're going to be a marketing comms specialist who's targeting um, preschool children or targeting secondary yeah. school children. Yeah. And then you could use that as a school teacher could then utilize that to be able to query the data in a way that's going to be understandable. So you wouldn't even need to go in and be like, give me the common names for it. It could it would be as simple as you they be kids would be able to query the data by asking questions yeah. and they would know, okay, these are going to be school children that I need to do it in a certain I need to be able to do it in a certain way. And that's quite powerful, really, if you think you can give researchers and people the ability to be able to give anybody of any knowledge base the ability to understand. The research that's been done yeah absolutely and i think that's also um it this it, start what you're basically doing is you're shortcutting everything that you'd normally have to do in a gpt area so a lot of the gpt yeah. stuff that you've had to do like you said um at the top was you know you'd have to ask it a lot of questions go can you do an article about this and that type of stuff oh and can you give me snippets for this can you do that for me? Can you maybe create an image to go along with the article? Whatever the, all the bits that you kind of need for a bit of distribution and stuff. But you'd have to ask all those questions. That takes time in its own right. And the idea is that it's a time saver to give you your base of, of content that you can kind of yeah. snip up, uh, which is quite good. I mean, again, creative area, you've got to be a bit careful because it can sound a bit flat and I, I find that gpt's creative stuff's a bit flat and formal or actually yeah. the formal subject i think it's probably fine you know um but again that's that's 
pretty tricky. Uh, you could probably prompt why... him with some like tips on how to do comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So use yeah. this. It, use this, it use this as your basis you know, for how you're going to talk to me. There's loads of stuff it, it does, and that annoys me, which is because it's very US centric. It does all the US stuff, or of course, you know, it does in, without it being UK language and things like that. And those things are irritating, but you can tell it not to, and then it, it corrects all its spellings for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, which is, you know, it it, it helps. But also what I've found is that you can actually in this new one as well, which is uh, which I hadn't noticed we can do in the general GPTs, you can upload files to it. Um, which means that I did a I did yet another one again, playing I was, uh, which was a medical one. Yeah, so a diagnosis okay. tool just using that no data because uh, it, it wanted I needed generic data I hadn't got any data for it I haven't got access to medical diagnosis data but of course if it had it it'd be you know pretty amazing but what I still did because it's got common um, language a common uh, internet uh, knowledge base is I stuck an image up of a uh, I <laughs> not, not, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not saying what anything. is this rash I got an inter I got an image it's not getting any better because I got an internet image off the internet about of, of a rash all right that was why I got. <laughs> okay and said I've got this what's my problem yeah and and it and it recognized did the they recognized it and recognized it you know because i've got something specific that i want thought okay i know what this is it's more like the yeah. controlled source this is like psoriasis what would it do and they went and got it and did it and said yeah and what treatment's going to do for it and things like that and it came back yeah. with lots of suggestions which were relevant and, cor and correct from my little knowledge that i know about that you know so that's interesting so that's, no amazing. that's no that's no input data at all. That's just using the knowledge base that it already had, utilizing yeah. its own image recognition and its ability to be able to search utilizing that data pool. That's interesting. I would probably recommend to people they don't start uploading images of themselves or body parts um, because bear in mind that no, I didn't. Um, um, I didn't do any of those <laughs> things. Yeah. So yeah, I they do use it for uh, training, don't they? So uh, training the yeah, models. Yeah, that's all so. I was doing. I was just doing it for that. You know. But yeah, it's, so it's really interesting because it's it's that collaborative tool which you were talking about. But this could be a collaborative tool for, um, you know, somebody's got this. Can you help them? You know, uh, or a bit of a self-help thing or something like that. Again, trying to make this public is the is the trick. I mean, GPT does that pretty well anyway. Um, but I was yeah. I was trying different layers. You know, so a bit of data, bit of this, bit of that. See how it works, uh, and it was pretty good you know um and it's so it's a good catalyst for ideas what you want to do you know it's interesting i haven't tried um sharing any of the um the gpts externally yet to see kind of how that's handled by people no. who are who don't have a plus account and whether that whether, yeah. it, whether it works or not i think it's something that would be good to kind of experiment with and test um yeah but it's just because i think there's it opens up some new it opens up some new opportunities really doesn't it so it's yeah, I think so. It yeah. basically asks you to sign up to chat. So it's it's another lead gen opportunity, I guess, for ChatGPT for for OpenAI, isn't it? In regards yeah. to you share, you get you create the ability to be able to create these GPTs, 
and then you allow users to be able to share them with their audience which yeah. then in itself forces people to then sign in sign up create an account so they can get access to them um so that in itself creates a new not that they needed a way of necessarily generating a user base but it gives them a new way of generating user base um mm. another thing it does from a entrepreneurship or an opportunity piece from a community building piece as well yeah with the ability to be able to have private public with blink or public to the store is what it does those people who at the moment are designing and building prompts and trying to share them as text blocks or whatever it gives yeah. them the ability to be able to they could basically create their own their own gallery of gpt bots to share um, yeah. But if they're looking to build a community and give access and say, follow me, because I'm always creating these amazing tools, it gives them a mechanism for kind of creating that sort of richer content and interactive content to then share as well. So it's a really interesting yeah. kind of new model. Um, so to almost yeah. oh, go away from the fact that this AI piece, it creates a whole new model for content creators to be able to drive people in. And also, if they drive people in, people sign up, become paid members utilize the bots because they're paying the members it's that revenue generator as well for those for those businesses yeah yeah very much so um you so i was having a little look at this just while you were talking about the mediguide one i did yeah and uh, currently the share requires you to have gpt plus okay so anyone who's utilizing the tools have to have yeah have to be able to sign in and have a paid account so uh, you have to sign up to to do it and it requires gpt plus to access it so that so I, I hadn't looked at it either and i thought okay i'll quickly spin it up and the one i've done i did is a public share and the public share still requires you to log in and have gpt plus so the moment there's no public public forum for this it's a it's an internal tool or to to people that already have gpt plus as a as a paid platform you know so it's about yeah. 20 dollars a month or something you know so not even kind of signed up like you'd sign up to whatsapp for a free account it's beyond that at the moment you know so yeah. the little limitation with that really but it's i think it's a very very useful tool to um to start designing something you might do publicly and you might use publicly, you know, because this, the, you know, to go, this is what we want. A good briefing tool for the likes of us, you know, so we would yeah. go, okay, this is what you wanted to answer. This is the kind of stuff you're looking at, and this is the data you've got available to us, you know, yeah. that you could WYSIWYG it up and um, and see how you get on. So very, very useful. A very powerful piece of kit. Um, as far as GPT them note or OpenAI themselves, they've also just reduced all their pricing as well. Yeah, um, so as part of the terms of a barrier. GPT four and GPT three point whatever, uh, and also updated the data as well. So rather than being September twenty twenty one, it's April twenty three. So it's a much more up to date data set that they're working from, um, which obviously massive help. I mean, ultimately you can plug it into the internet now anyway. But having a much larger data set or data pool to work from obviously increases the opportunities, increases kind of yeah, the accuracy of hopefully what you're going to be getting out of it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's, uh, look, the, the, the customised version of this um, that, that we've been playing with is that we have uh, own fine-tuned data. Uh, so, you have, you know, you, you, you put your own data in, in the set and that's what you would get back. 
and it's be about that data and that information. And that's kind of the work that we've been doing with the GPT side of things. Because uh, again, for those, it's difficult to know who's listening and who's uh, interested in this, but the uh, chat GPT is the application. That is the application. That's OpenAI's chat application. Uh, but the large language model is the stuff that we, we're using, like uh, the uh, 3.5 and 4. Those are large language models that understand stuff. They're not looking at any knowledge base necessarily, they're just understanding. And that's the bit, that, the power that they have. So then when it's pointed to your own data, it has huge, hugely powerful understanding. And those, uh, and that's what we've been leveraging. But we've actually been doing a blended version, uh, which was both internet and your own stuff. So the focus is around your own content, but it still reaches out to the internet. And as you say, the internet, so the, the ingestion of the internet from GPT is much bigger now. Uh, so, and much more recent. So they, you know, you can see that they're going to carry on keeping that as recent as possible. Um, uh, and that means then you've got really powerful tools outside, which are image banks and, uh, you know, different kind of things like that species thing that I asked it to go. Yeah, you know, oh, what is, you know, what is it? It's a yellow crab. Oh, okay, no, no, you know. And like you said, you know, I could probably ask it to give me the images for it. Can you give me a picture for that? You know, yeah. And um, I think so you have to be a little bit careful with are... regards to whether or not it's it because it's, it's going to gen dynamically generate those images. So whether you'll get a crab that is yellow or whether you'll get the specific <laughs> how close you I get don't know it's generating species. I don't think so I think it would be um uh it would be generating the um no I think it's generate it'll pull an image back from the internet based on that species that's okay. that's my feeling you know so um yeah look you know this is only just released there's certain things that um, it would be interesting to find out, but certainly it recognised images that I sent it up, um, you know, yeah. for the Nadid Care thing. So it was it was pulling on its data bank of what that is, or that possibly is. You know, it looks like you you are suffering from psoriasis. So I did it as a patient, and and that worked really well from that perspective. I haven't tried to bring it back, bring back an image based on that. But I don't think it'll generate the image. I think it'll go and get one from the library. You know, probably depends on what because I think you can set it to use Dali, can't you? And I guess if you don't, yeah, you don't want it to generate it, then you just don't tell it to use utilize or plug in a Dali as a as a mechanism. For no, that's right. So the, and again, various options in there, uh, so you can do that. Uh, again, for something like that. Uh, the medical one or or even the species specific species one you probably wouldn't want the Dali stuff in there it's not relevant you know yeah, you're not trying yeah, to generate yeah. it you want to understand an image whether Dali's doing that or not I, I think Dali's just a creation tool so I don't think it's doing that you know yeah. I think it's interesting is that there's lots of opportunities there. I mean I there's also stuff there's also the G GPTs that you can't find via you can't find via their explorer as well so i've done a search and i managed to find the one for canva oh, so yes. canva have a canva have one you can use and you can basically get it to create designs and assets straight into straight in chat gpt so there's probably going to be those different yeah. providers and different companies that will be utilizing this, this as a platform to create stuff 
um, or platform to be able to create these um, elements that you can then utilize and kind of they again they use as additional additional revenue generator for them so i think it's there's interesting opportunities it is new um i think there's an awful lot of startups that are panicking at the moment because of the launch of this so there's a lot yeah. of ai startups that are specifically set up to be able to create these types of tools and interfaces into OpenAI, and suddenly with them launching this kind of gpt builder they're going that was our business like what are we going to do yeah. like even if it's storing like storing your own prompts or anything like that it's there's lots of startups suddenly in a situation where they're, they're not going to have a business their business to some extent isn't going to exist because this tool kind of encompasses it, it all or all the things they were looking to do um but that's the nature of the base with this stuff it moves so quickly like we're, we're talking about the fact this was um november last year um we're 12 yeah 12 months on from yeah we're in november access. this year we're 12 months on from getting public access and we're now going from being able to type in and get a response to actually building our own our own mechanisms for kind of getting that information or the specific information that we need so it's an exciting time i think in regards to the platform um it's really smart in regards to the way it moves for them in regards to building an audience and generating potentially generating additional revenue i think there's lots of opportunities for businesses to build their own internal tools for streamlining the way they're working um which otherwise would be really difficult to do but again you're right yeah. being able to create these interesting interfaces for the public as well to be able to access and analyze data could be really could be quite interesting i do think that payment barrier to entry might be a challenge for some um yeah. so it might be a case that you kind of rely because ultimately they're going to have to pay for the the power using it that's used in it so whether or not they might in future allow you to be able to upload it and have it as a free tool um, i don't know i think uh, I, so I still think there it. might be a i think there might still be a um a payment walk there because they look at the moment for the ai chip area the chips are so scarce um to get chip power in um cloud environments for ai is really tricky you know everybody's a race to these things there's a resource um there's there's a problem in the background so all ai has got these super 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 powerful chips that they can't get hold of there are you know there's a big backlog of, of people demanding this stuff all the businesses like the big vendors uh, like meta and everybody else are all and you know champion at the bit to get these the the chip technology to make sure they've got enough resource and you know threads to to do the the computational yeah. stuff that's here and that's expensive so they open ai in their own right i don't feel that they could um do something without a paywall or a revenue stream of some sort because if you imagine that they did what they've done themselves and gone right you can do anything you like in there and just because you pay 20 20 a month but then you make it public to everybody else for your 20 dollars a month with yeah, nowhere close uh, even at cost cover their revenue stream if you got especially if you got a very popular one you would just yeah. be absolutely inundated and that that would be you know huge so you've got any sort of influencer out there that created some sort of bot for themselves and then went yeah go and look at my thing you know uh and people didn't want to pay for it that would be immensely expensive to to get that volume of traffic through suddenly you've got a million people looking at it you know yeah. uh, asking you questions that's a lot of throughput so 
I think the paywall, I can now understand the paywall, the reason for it. You know, it's a it's a community that wants to use GPT for its use. So each seat is going to cost you $20. That's fine. If somebody's using it, they'll use $20 worth of stuff. That's all right. They're, they're yeah. quids in that way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, right. it's just those things when you when people try and draw people in for those single use like single platforms to utilize their but their individual ones it then becomes a costing challenge doesn't it i guess yeah yeah very much so very much so knowing because we deployed bots <laughs> yeah how much i know how much they cost you know and yeah. and all the big players at cost they're the, you know they're all significant monies um to do certain things in as a you know, corporate deployment, whether it's Microsoft who are open AI, their stuff is still costed. So this is this interface. I don't think there'll be. A, in fact, it's quite interesting because I'm not sure there's going to be a commercial model for the bot in its own right, but a creation tool to get something out. But for a B to B business to their consumers model, I think they'd have to pay for it in a significant different manner. You know, like we do currently through OpenAI and pay for the API integrations, that's yeah. going to be a cost for each bit of data, even though we just mentioned that they reduced their costs, that's still not going to change. You know, that, that'll still be there. That's a massive revenue stream for them. So it will be how do they do that in this environment? Or are they playing with an interface so that eventually you can have an interface that is then a bot through OpenAI, yeah. but there is an overhead. You know that you have to pay for to, to make it a commercially available public thing you yeah. know i think that's their next step you know which is which is then the risk to the startups yeah yeah definitely i think opportunities opportunity opportunities abundance isn't it at the moment um I think the barrier to enter, the redu reduction, the barrier to entry they've created with this tool is going to be really interesting i think the next few weeks are probably going to be the most important in regards to just seeing how people use this, how people go about trying to market it, um, share it, um, but also what yeah, what sort of things people are going to start building with it is going to be really interesting to see. So hopefully whoever's listening to this is going to start taking the opportunity to look and experiment um, and maybe drop us a message um, to tell us um, yeah, yeah, right. how you're using comment it. On the, yeah, comment on the podcast, so, you know, go for it and, uh, you know, and, and it would be great to see what ideas are out there, what people are doing, you know, yeah. or on any of our socials or on anything like that. But yeah, it's it's an easy entry point for people to play with GPT and actually see what the power of it is. You know, that's what I particularly like is that it's a really powerful demonstration of GPT um, when you've personalised it for yourself. You know, which is an area we we do now um, significantly for people. You know, and uh, it, it, it's not going to put us out of business because you know we're we're integrators and we do you know all the UIs and stuff like that to go with it. But that's it's going to be a um, it's it's going to be a good actually a really good marketing tool for our stuff. You know in that yeah. regard, you know I think it's uh, people should be using this and looking at it in different and in innovative ways. You know uh, it's it's all out there. It's really really very cool. You know, so very excited about it. So that's the, I think that's the call, isn't it, everybody? If you're listening, go out there and play with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, stuff, stuff, twenty quid a month at GPT, and then and have a play with it. 
you know. It's, uh, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah, the commission. Yeah, follow this link. <laughs> Damn it. We could have affiliate revenue for all the many thousands and thousands of people that listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh, Gavin. Don't laugh. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. There's a few people that, that don't mind us droning on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll see how we get on but brilliant i think that's i think that's it i think we've really covered some really valid points um a, re- a bit of meandering conversation through um, the yeah. world of gpts um cover- i think that that's the thing it's fresh for us we wanted to um come at this raw didn't we come straight in we experiment over the weekend have a play learn a little bit yeah. about it and come in and just share our thoughts um as as we see it straight straight from straight from the conversation so uh hope everybody's enjoyed it yeah. Uh, make sure you follow us and subscribe to us and check out the other podcasts that we've launched over the last year. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've talked about GPT and others, so yeah, check them out yeah. and see how you go. But love to hear from you anyway. Uh, thanks very much, Kevin. Thank you. Bye. All right. See you later. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to the Self Service Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting. Look out for more in the series where we take deep dives around specific challenges in this space. Until next time.